Hi, this is Nick Riopel, former Dundee Star goalie, and you're listening to A View from Section C. Hello and welcome along to A View from Section C. It's Season 2, Episode 24 though. We're going to continue with the, the running numbers. We've had a big discussion about this um, pre-show. Um, but it's good to be back. Larzo, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you, Junior. I'm, missing uh, hockey. Missing hockey, yeah. Really missing it. I think when the NHL playoffs were ongoing, that kept us going. Um, but then when it goes deeper in, you're not getting so many games coming up, and then Colorado won it, and it's like, shit, there's no hockey left. Were, uh, were you able to stay That's up it. that late with, with work so early the next day? No, but every game, every game was on Premier Sports, so what, what I've done was... <laughs> A sky plus it, and then keep away from social media all day, and then come home for work. <laughs> get in about half past two, three o'clock in the afternoon, then just sit and watch again and see well, how they go. The good so. news is we were we were also on our honeymoon, and we saw the majority of games for the the ten days we were away. So that was Abnormal that was good things. for us. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was good to get it was good to get the player NHL players yes. fans back in. Yep. But I'm now I'm now at that stage where I'm itching for more star sign-ins. Yes. Um, build the team up, see what it's going to be like, and then we'll be off and running before we know it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is the first one of our player interviews. Um, and we had there was only one person we could have gotten first. We've we've, we've said it for for months yeah. that we had to bring him on. Um, and as as the song goes. You know, it's the man that hates the clan. It's Mr. Charlie Combs. Hey, how's it going? Charlie, nice to see hey, you. And thank you very much for coming you. on. Yeah, no, thanks for having yeah. me. No, as you said, it was it was always going to be the first person we had to have on. Um, the the two minutes with, with Charlie was one thing that kept us going throughout the season. Um, <laughs> you know, we we didn't have with COVID and stuff, we couldn't really get that player interaction that we've we've had for over the over the seasons gone by, so it was good to have that little bit of access of uh, Charlie's two minutes. Um, yeah, no, that was uh, that was just a fun little. I remember coming in the rink one day, and Posh was just like, "Hey, you're just gonna interview the boys, just make it fun and have fun with it." I'm like, "Oh, thanks for putting all the pressure on me with that." Like, oh, was, uh, you know, it definitely put a smile on our face, seeing how much everyone loved it. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, we we were in hysterics. Um, I was I was sitting watching it at my desk at work, um, pissing myself laughing. Just I couldn't move. Be like, what are you watching? I'm like, you have you have to go to the hockey and understand yeah. these guys, and then watch it. And it's yeah, it was just. It, I think it just went to show the character of our team last year. Oh yeah, um, no, it know. was. It, it, I mean, forever and always, I will remember that team and just everyone in that locker room uh, was just a different, you know just a different person but you know yeah. we all meshed so well and you know we all got along so well which is uh I think exactly why we kind of had that success towards the end of the year which you know was was pretty special yeah yeah so we'll talk about a little bit about your career 
kind of how you started and stuff. Um, we'll go into the stars and kind of what happened last year and mm. some some highs and lows and and also some some funny moments as well. So, but yeah, started um, NCAA with Bemidji State. Obviously, we know that very well. Um, with uh, one of our prize and joys of Dan Bacala when he was netminder with the Stars, um, one of the biggest players. And then obviously had a season with Michigan State. Um, how was, you know, kind of the NCAA, NCAA, how was it stepping up to the ECHL? You know, wh- what was the difference between that like? Yeah, um, I would just have to say it's just such a different structured hockey league. And, um, you know, they're both so competitive in different ways. College, you never stop moving. You're always going 100 miles an hour. And then mm-hmm. once you get to kind of the coast or the pro level, you, you have to think the game a lot more. And, um, you know, college, you also had four lines of forwards that were going every other rep or yeah. every other shift. So and once you get to pro, there's only three lines. So it was kind of more of like kind of save your legs, but you're still got to be in the right position at all times. And you got to really think the game and everyone's you know, everyone's a really, really good hockey player. So I would say that was the biggest difference. But, um, you know, I would I would love to thank uh, Bemidji and Michigan State for, you know, building me into the player that I really was because, um, you know, my game shaped up so much during those four years. And um, I probably – I'm not the best defensive player in the world, but I would have to give most of the credit to Bemidji State on that, just about defensive of a structure they had. And then – Uh, kind of going to Michigan State. It was such a weird year being COVID. And, uh, you know, I was looking for something new, kind of where I can express my offensive side of the game. And I think I did a good job at that. And, you know, it was also a blast kind of being in that big campus structure. And, uh, you know, you have a a football team to watch, like a big football team, a big basketball team. So, um, you know, I had a blast all four years. And I can honestly say it was probably the best four years of my life. Yeah. yeah. This, what, what, one thing, like we, we've obviously, or we, if I keep forgetting now, you're going to go to Denmark, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> stars, stars have signed quite a lot of guys already coming in from the NCAA. What, what, what kind of player are we, are we going to expect to come in? There seems to be a lot. There is a big concern from some of the fans saying we've got too many of these guys coming in from NCAA. Well, I, I just think, uh, you know, they're they're going to be the hungriest players. Like, for me, I didn't care on, you know, what I got paid or anything. It was just more like, give me that opportunity and uh, I got to take it and run with it. And, um, you know, I have – I can honestly say that that was the most dedicated I've been, you know, trying to get ready for um, a season in a while. And it was just that hungriness because, hungriness like, if you have a bad year in pro, you, you, you might not get that same contract the next yeah. year. And it's kind of like yeah. each game is um, it's massive because everyone's watching you. And um, but, yeah, I just think you're going to get a bunch of hungry guys. And, um, you know, I, I, I honestly from the signings I've seen, I've, I've really liked what, what Dundee's doing. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see um, them play. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And. Um, so obviously saying that, obviously you you coming into Dundee, um, you were playing with uh, Tony Borgard and obviously Spencer, um, oh, Larzo's favourite player, Eldoro <laughs> Loco. Um, he's been non-stop tweeting about him re-signing <laughs> since the, the last game of the season. Um, you know, was 
how much contact did you have with with Bo about coming to Dundee? And were you and Spencer kind of did you guys get a deal at the same time? Did you use contact about the same time? So with Beauregard, we were still in Wichita until probably, you know, kind of mid-June. The season went so long in, in the coast with uh, kind of COVID and everything. So I was with, uh, I call him little guy because he's, uh, he's smaller than me. Just remember that. <laughs> well, just just on that, we do have a, we do have a Charlie fact. Um, we, we reviewed Stars TV video footage and we can confirm you are taller than Sonch. Oh yeah, he's the wee man for sure. <laughs> that, was, that, one was a no, that one was, you know, that I am definitely taller than Phil. But, uh, so we we called Phil the wee man, but I called Beauregard little guy because he would always try to call me little guy, and I just wasn't gonna let that one happen. So I had to him. But uh, no, so we were always together, and I, we kind of hit it off pretty well, and uh, you know, we were kind of best friends in Wichita, and. Um, you know, my brothers played overseas for, wow, it's, I mean, pretty much since, you know, I could remember. And he's kind of done everything over in um, America, too. So uh, I, I really have always wanted to go overseas and just kind of start my pro career over there and see how long yeah. I can go over there and see how high I can get over there. I, you know, I, it, would, it would be awesome to kind of stay over here, but I would love to experience the world and, like, the different cultures. And uh, I was telling the little man Bo about it. And he was like, man, just go over to Dundee and uh, rip it up. One of my favorite places I've ever played and I had nothing but great things to say about it. So it was such an easy kind of uh, switch. And he was always talking to Posh, like they're best friends. And uh, I think that helped me too, because me and Bo, I would say play a lot alike. And, yeah, um, yeah. and if yeah. I knew that Posh liked Bo that well, that I would get some, get some love from him. And I think, um, you know, that build up Posh and my relationship too, which, uh, you know, I still talk to Posh pretty much every single day. So it's, um, I, I just think, you know, both those guys have really, I mean, Bo helped me get to Dundee and then Posh helped me have the year that I did. Yeah. And then for the Eldoro Loco situation, uh, you know, we actually, we didn't even know that we, um, we signed for the longest times. So I think the first time we talked and kind of like said, Hey man, we're actually playing together was uh, kind of when we were trying to get our visas together. And we both were just like, what, what do we have to do for this? And we were just asking, yeah. bouncing questions off each other. But um, no, I mean, the relationship that I, I, I would say me and Dora were definitely friendly in, in Wichita, but we weren't, you know, best friends or anything, mm -hmm. but, you know, being his roommate and kind of getting to know him more and more, it's, yeah. I mean, I love the kid. I love his family. Yeah. And it's, it's just no yeah. bad things you can say about him. He's he's a stud on the ice, and you know he's a the nicest guy off the ice too. Yeah, I think I think we found that is with obviously his mum's came over quite a few times, and his his mum's just gelled in with the fan base straight away. Oh, yeah, she, Such uh, a, she's an easy person to get along with. Yeah, she she put me in my place on Twitter the other night, thankfully, um, when she <laughs> told me he wasn't signing for Fife. Um, yes. There was a lot of talk about Fife um, yeah. a signing. Doro the other day. Was a, lot talk, yeah. a lot of talk. A lot of talk. What as Junior <laughs> says, yeah, I wouldn't let that one happen. Yeah. <laughs> since 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 the last game of last season, I'd been tweeting Doro constantly. When yeah. are you coming back to Dundee? When are you coming back? And everybody started building this thing up. Come on, you, you know the loving has to finish, right? He, he's gone. You have to finish. So you know Jeff Hutchins, the Fife assistant coach. Yep. 
So he announced, I think it was around about Monday or Tuesday this week, saying that Fife will be close to announcing a signing, which will be to uh, Larzo 14's dismay. And everybody jumped on it and went, Doro's going to Fife. Doro's gone. And that was it. So everybody started tweeting about it. Then what happens? Mama Dorovich came on and put everybody in their place and just tweet. The tweet was, he is not going to fight for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's all we needed. That's all we needed. That's all we need to know. Slice it in half. That is not happening. But yeah, Yeah. no, that's so it was Dill that went, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, announced Dylan. Yeah. I'm I'm I there's a lot of Stars fans are a bit kind of in between on that one. Um, yeah. You know, he had a, lot, a few injury problems last year and, and couldn't oh, really... Yeah. He was battling with shoulder problems. and yeah. Yep. I mean, that's obviously not fun. You know, he yeah. was probably one of the ones that was most banged up the whole year. And um, yeah. each game being a playoff game, too, he battled so hard yeah. for us, which was awesome. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved uh, Dillo, even when he was at uh, Coventry in Edinburgh yeah. before that. Um, he's got one of the quickest... Releases on a wrist yeah. shot I've ever seen in my life. That five hole um, goal and uh, oh, shot against uh, yep. Sheffield. Sheffield. Yep. yep. I didn't even know he shot it. I, was, I don't even know. No. It's, it's, I know. Exactly, we were exactly the same when, when yeah. we watched it. You were like, why is he skate? Oh, he scored. That, was <laughs> yeah. that quick. That was outrageous. And yeah. then, obviously, the empty netter. Oh, no. Against Sheffield. That was it. That, that, I wasn't even that watching. Was I couldn't even watch. Me. I didn't know what was going on. That was yeah. uh, that game could have been the biggest battle I've ever had to encounter. Yeah. <laughs> it was but, awesome. Uh, but yeah, what was what was your initial thoughts um, when you when you came into the league? You know, coming to the stars, you had we had that kind of preseason with with Fife, and then we had our about fifty games back and forward with us in Belfast um, <laughs> before we eventually started playing other teams. You know, what what was your thoughts coming into the league? You know, compared yeah. to what you've been at before. Uh, well, I mean, the first game against Fife at home was unbelievable. Just like the amount of fans that showed up just for a preseason game. It was, you know, it, it just shows how much hockey is actually, you know, how much you guys actually love hockey over in Scotland. And um, kind of then I just kind of, I kind of realized like, wow, this is, uh, you know, this is kind of it. This is like the start of your pro career for sure, officially. And, um, you know, I, I didn't have – you know, I was just kind of worried about myself, just worried about playing my own game. I never really thought about the league too much. I think that's one thing that I never try to get into my head. I don't want to overthink things. I just want to play my style of hockey and kind of do that. But, I mean, playing Belfast that first time, all I remember hearing was, oh, they're so good, they're so good, they're so good. And, you know, they kind of came in and uh, we had a good battle with them. So it was kind of one of those things where it was, um, you know, it was kind of reassuring that, you know, we do have a good team. But then uh, we got hit by the injury bug and, you know, we kind of had that bad first stretch. But um, I was I mean, I was really confused about the whole league setup with like the the cup games and then the regular season games. I'm like, so this one doesn't go towards the regular season. And it was, uh, it was you know, I kind of started to realize once the jerseys which jerseys were hung up, like if the red ones are hung up. All right. We're not. So, yeah. That that yeah. helped, but no, it was um, you know it was it was an awesome experience, and you know it, it, I loved it. I loved every second of last year. Yeah, you sort it's, you it's sort one. of touch, sorry you, you sort of touched on the we sort of had let, let's say just say an indifferent start, and then around about Christmas 
we began to hit top form and we were beating everybody and we were beating everybody home and away. Yeah. And then COVID came in. And for us, that my opinion was that absolutely snookered us. Because yeah, that, I think uh, we struggled to come back again. Exactly. That I mean, that shattered us pretty hard. Um, yeah. Obviously, like you said, like it, we couldn't find a way to lose. We were we were hitting top stride, and yeah. you know that's something we needed, especially with the start that we had. It was we needed a stretch like that, and you know it, we just it was kind of one of those things where you went into a game and you're like, I don't care who we're playing tonight. They're yeah. just going to stand a chance, and then. Uh, even going into that uh, Cardiff game for the second leg of the cup, uh, I mean, I just the presence on that bus was wow. I I'm jacked up for this game. Like I don't think anybody had like an ounce or like a little doubt in their mind that we were going coming out with that game and moving on to the next round. Yeah. So it was uh, you know that was hard. That one was hard on us. And then even coming back like after the the little bit of downtime for COVID and. Um, was our first game five, and then we went to Belfast. Is that how it went? It was something like that. Something yeah, like that. It was yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And then you know it was kind of like we struggled those two games really bad, and then kind of just going right back into it. And it's like obviously like we jumped right back into it. We didn't have much training the first time, and then go into Belfast, and then Belfast kind of handed it to us, and then coming back, and we, you just hear, oh no, we're back into. COVID protocol. Uh, That was hard, but then um, it was just, you know, it was just weird being away from the guys. I think that was the hardest Mm -hmm. part about it. It wasn't, you know, you couldn't get that same connections and um, obviously you have to make, um, make it work out, but uh, it was hard. But I think towards the end, right after we had another little bad rut and then we found our shot again. So, yeah. 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 The, uh, you mentioned, Obviously, coming in preseason, so many fans being there. How was it playing in front of two hundred? Um, it was a bit different because uh, usually, I mean, the 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 DIA was just bumping like it was incredible. But it just kind of was more on us just to create our own energy on the bench and kind of get up and everything. So, I mean, I think it kind of hurt us because people don't like you know teams don't like coming to our place mm-hmm. and playing because of our fans and because of the long travel. So, you know, once when, when we're building off you guys, it's, it, uh, it makes a big difference. And I yeah. think, uh, I think the other teams are really starting to realize that yeah. too. Yeah. They, uh, they do. They don't like coming to us mainly because we sit right behind that away bench oh, yeah, and, no, and, and give them nothing but abuse the whole game. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. And I'm trying to do as much as I can for you guys too, trying to chirp and everything too. Well, so. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up later <laughs> on, but I, I'm going to bring it up now. What was the beef with Matt Register? <laughs> uh, so in Wichita, I would say probably our biggest rival that year was Allen. And okay. um, Register played for them. And it's just kind of that hatred kind of came over <laughs> and – you know, we just don't really like each other, and um, I think it's it's hard to get into it. But it, it's um, it's just one of those rivalries where I think it's on yeah. the ice, and we haven't met off the ice. But if we met yeah. each other off the ice, we'd yeah. be uh, you'd be a pretty nice guy. Buddies, we, but but I, you yeah. know, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to talk about. We saw we saw it. Yeah, it was the I think it was the first leg of the the Challenge Cup quarterfinals, and we saw the chirping in the warm up. 
mm-hmm. and then we saw the shouting down the corridor bit coming off the bench and i was like oh yeah what's going on there and then obviously we had the whole um throwing the bottle at mcnally mcnally kicking off with the crowd and then he grabs me i i just saw register grabbing you and i was like yeah he's gonna go he's, he's gonna go and i'm like where's kyle where's kyle <laughs> um it but, was yeah. uh no I, it's funny it did you guys ever see what happened in cardiff that one time too uh so yeah, it was in warm-ups and i guess he likes to shoot pucks in the other team's net or something like that uh-huh. so i obviously i i that's one of my pet peeves i don't let people do that i don't want anyone yep. scoring on our net so i was sitting there and i was blocking a shot and uh, he actually wound up and took a slap shot. And that guy has a hard shot. Like, he can yeah. he can pound a puck. And it came head height at me. And I can say that was one of the scarier things. Like, going into the game, I was scared just because of that shot. But, uh, I remember I, I flipped the net over and then went, got a drink of water. And then he started shooting more pucks at me. But the whole time, it's just like, I'm the smallest guy on the ice, but I'm tripping one of the bigger guys. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a guy that I just can't wow. stand. <laughs> I love that. I have to love that. There was, there was somebody who used to do that at, at Dundee. Um, I can't remember who it was. One of Noble. the away players. Was it was Kevin Noble Coventry. at Coventry. Kevin yeah. Noble at Coventry. When they come up to Dundee and Coventry would all leave the ice and Noble would turn the net around yeah. and push it against, against Plexi. Plexi. Yeah. So nobody can score in the goal. Yeah, no, I, I that's thought, one of my, that's something that I'll always do. I can't stand it. Like I just, I don't know. It's one of my pet peeves, yeah. I guess. But he's also a last guy off the ice. Yeah, we we, know, we noticed that. It, you um, know, it really wasn't. It was more for that. Like it was honestly, I'm not like too picky yeah. about being the last last guy. Like I remember in Belfast, one of the games. I think it was, it might have been Garci. I forget who it was. But he wanted to play rock, paper, scissors with me. I'm like, dude, I'll just go off the ice first. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go. Yeah. Um, was, all, the, all the fans went wild. I'm just like, okay, let them have their moment. Like, I took the ice. Like, I remember there was there was one time at home last season. I, I think it was, I want to say it was Manchester, where there was a bit of a standoff between yourself and someone, and they went off, and they kind of brought their skate back on. And you'd say to come back out and then go back off again. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I, I, mean, I, I absolutely love it. Those guys mad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not me. It's it's to you know just kind of make up. the other team mad just a little bit. But it's yeah. no, it's it's good. Um, again, making teams mad. Um, the dive. How in Glasgow? How did it happen? What, what, well, what was the whole? Was it planned? It was not planned at all. It was uh, <laughs> you know I just remember that. I think we were what we were on our way to somewhere, and I remember everyone's on the bus, and um, we get that April Fools video that yeah. they put out of us diving, and we obviously we play them the next day, and um, I was just like, oh, there's something, something has to happen, yeah. and um, you know, I just think it was well, one uh, that was like a. 40 second shift and I was absolutely gassed. So thank God Sebi just went Sebi mode and, and turned. <laughs> and the guy, I know the guy that was out there that he was guarding him was just as tired as me, but I just had to sit there, which was awesome. And I read off Sebi and, you know, the first thing I thought of was let's rub it in their face. And I just, <laughs> like I was not clean at all. It was, I didn't even like, I kind of blacked out. Honestly, I don't remember getting up or like kind of, like, 
I just remember being in the crowd and everyone was just like, no way you just did that. Like, are you kidding? Uh, it's, like, yeah. It was the best uh, celebration. It's the best celebration me. I've seen. And the hist- we've been there for day one, Charlie. This is our 21st season that going to watch the Stars, and that has been the best celebration ever. Yeah, well, I'm happy we didn't have to play him after, so that was another big reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, it's, it's certainly up there with, um, we had a guy who used to play for us called John Churchill, and he scored the winner against Fife, and he skated past with his stick, shooting all the Fife fans. Shooting all the Fife fans. Um, that was, that, that sends everyone crazy yeah. um, on both oh, yeah. sides of the, the, this ice, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was honestly tremendous to dive. Absolutely yeah. loved it. No, that's, uh, all my friends back home saw the video too, and they loved it too. So you know, it, it's it's kind of you got to put on a show at some point. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But yeah, put putting on shows. Obviously, last game of the season. You know, we're we're fighting for playoffs. We're fighting for still standings. We could have still finished uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Um, you know, it was all over the place. But yeah, hat trick. Um, Ruled out goals, um, last last minute goals, just to seal that. Well, what what was going through the guys' minds? Like to start off, I think it was uh, at home on that Jersey night, and we lost to five. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of fired us up, and was just like, guys, like we can't be doing this. Like we we need to take those home points for sure. It was, and it was also our last. It was our second to last home game because we played five. And then we knew we had a hard stretch, like a hard travel stretch before. Yeah. Our last yeah. weekend, we went five all the way down to Cardiff. And we won that five game, which was huge. And then we're like, guys, we can get fifth place if we kind of sneak out one yeah. of these games. And like the things, like the right games, outcomes happen for us. Yeah. And we get to Cardiff, obviously have a tough game in Cardiff after a long road trip. And then um, – we stay a little bit outside of Cardiff and then have another like little travel day to Coventry. And you can kind of tell on the bus, like, well, we don't want, we don't want to play Belfast. I think that was our biggest thing is we don't want to play Belfast. Yeah. And honestly, one of my, the people, the team I really didn't want to play either was Cardiff just because of like their travel. And I mean, 11 hours is, it's a tough yeah. one. But um, so I remember, Posh was kind of giving us like a little bit of like what we need to do and kind of where we need, like where we want. Obviously we wanted to win just because we had that chance of getting fifth again. So that would have been massive. But um, I remember we were, we went down early and I I think it kind of, everyone kind of shut down a little bit, but like we were so gassed after that long travel and everything. And that first one goes in and we're like, okay, well, wow, we could actually, we could get this done kind of cut that lead in half. And then the next, well, they were up by two. Did we tie it two two? I can't remember. Was it not? Did they did they not go three one up? Did they go three one and then we I came think it was back three one and then okay. we came back to three one? Oh, I remember something like that. You're, well, well, they scored after the disallowed goal to go up two. Is what I'm yeah. remembering. So I I don't know. I remember it was just we had like we just, I remember we knew the outcomes of some games and if we just got a point, we would play Sheffield and yeah. kind of hate to chirp Mo, but I mean, that's a tough goal to let in kind of like after a disallowed goal where we just yeah. took the lead or whatever the situation was. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we looked down that bench, but we, I mean, we love Mo and we were bailing him out for sure on that. And we looked down that bench and 
we just knew we had to give it everything we got if we wanted to kind of give ourselves a chance to get seventh place. And um, that pass that Doro gave me is uh, that was insane. That goal, yeah. I mean, that was all him. I remember him rolling out of the corner and me just sitting there. And I'm like, there's no way this puck gets to me. I remember I had to take a second to look down at my stick and be like, oh, my gosh, what a pass. And then I just got to fire it in. But, <laughs> I mean, just just that whole game was kind of the start of something special for us. And um, no, it was it was uh, it was fun. It was that yeah. was probably I told Doro that was probably the most memorable pass I'll ever get in my career. Yeah. So, yeah, just looking at just now, it was we were 2 0 down, brought it back to 2 2. And then obviously they scored a goal 3 2 up. And I think we'd went 3 2 up. We, we went 3 2 up. Yeah. We got a goal disallowed. For an absolute. Yeah. <laughs> I, that um, was a questionable one. But I think, I think a lot of them have been questionable over last yeah. season. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and and it was funny because I'm going absolutely ape shit in the house that we'd, we'd scored. We got the hat trick. It was disallowed. We then get the hat trick. Um, and I'm going absolutely mental on the house. And then. It was back up for the argument of the the fighting between you and Sebi for top goal scorer um, yeah. this season when Seb came in with the overtime winner. I was like, we're, we're just going to keep going between these two fighting for who's getting the most goals. Yeah. Um, it was good to watch because it's been a while since we've actually had guys at that end of the the score yeah. and, and the points production within the team. Um, and I think it's, well. I think it kind of attests to like both Sebi and I, we didn't even think about that at all. We just wanted, um, we just wanted it to be, you know, we just wanted to do something for Dundee and kind of like, you know, keep winning games. It, it had yeah. nothing to do with stats. I can say that I didn't hear one of us talk about in the locker room. And um, I think that's, you know, that's just something special that we had in the room is, no one really cared about the points. Obviously, points matter a little bit for yourself in an individual state, but yeah. it's not. It wasn't our main objective because we yeah. know if, if winning and getting to that final four weekend, it would do a lot for us as an yeah. organization and everyone. Yeah. Well, as you say, obviously we 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 got to that final four, but we had um, one one hell of a roller coaster game in the second leg uh, yeah. against Sheffield. So obviously going down there, winning one nil. The tightest of games you can get. Um, to be honest, and I'll be honest, we you know we knew fans knew going into the game. We on our day we can be absolutely anybody in the league. Um, we did it throughout the season. Um, coming into playoffs, you know Sheffield losing the league the way in which they did, um, not having anything in the last couple of years. You're thinking shit. They're they're going to come out hard against us. And first leg down there is always tough. And um, they usually take the first leg away and then they take their second leg at home so they've got more of a home ice advantage. Um I bet they wish they did that. They did that yeah. now. But yeah. One 0 coming home. What what were you guys thinking coming coming back up for that second leg, being a goal up and then everything that kind of transpired? Yeah, it was it was more just we could do something really special and we just gotta stick to our game and um you know it was such an emotional night that first night that like getting that one goal and coming back home, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it just kind of, remember, it just gave us that, that thought, like, yeah, there's, there's no reason that we should lose this kind of series. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it was one of the more wild games, both games, probably both those games are one of the more wild games I've ever been a part of just that one goal that we scored was, 
you know, it was a bit surprising just because we got all these chances and then, you know, just kind of a broken play. Timmy makes a great play out of the corner and Sebi's just back door. And, you know, it was, and it was awesome too, just because we got to sell in front of the fans and yeah. uh, that traveling fan base that we had was all time. It was all yeah. time. I mean, you could hear you guys in, um, in warmups and, and uh, you know, kind of going through the anthem and everyone, everything and just hearing you guys. And it, honestly, we, the whole team, the whole team thought about or talked about this. You guys were definitely louder than that Sheffield crowd. And that's unbelievable yeah. to go into it's, like that big of a building and, and bringing that much energy yeah. for us that helped us out so much. It was, it was un- unbelievable. Yeah. Um, coming home and um, second leg going three nil down. Um, I'll hold my hand up. I thought it was gone. I thought the game was done. Um, and then we needed that goal just before the end of the second period. Um, big Calvis uh, for that monster slap shot. Uh, it's probably one of the best slap shots I've seen in Dundee. He um, probably has time. one of the hardest one-timers I've ever seen. And I'm so yeah. happy that I wasn't net front when he was shooting bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what would happen. But yeah. It, yeah, that was a massive goal. And that kind of was one of those things where we went back into the room and I think the first thing Posh says, just get another one and, and we have hope. Yeah. You're, you're tied. Yeah. You know, you get exactly. that one more, you're, it's a tie game. Exactly. Um, and, and it's one of the most, you know, a lot a lot of hockey players that come over to the UK always think that. It's it's such a strange format of how to play a playoff game, a, a, an aggregate score. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it gives you that it gives you that chance. You go, you're three nothing down, but you score that one goal, you're, you're one goal and you're back in it. Exactly. And, you know, those those last two goals were unbelievable. If you looked up and down that lineup, our bench, the amount of people that were cramping was unbelievable. I remember there yeah. was, we started, I think we started off with a power play in the third period. I want to say we did. Yeah. I remember I could only take like a 20 second shift because my, I couldn't let go of uh, my top hand of my stick. And I remember just getting off. I'm like, dang, that was insane. And then just airily, literally was running down the bench, up and down the bench the whole third period. I don't even think she got to watch just because no. of how, like, how much energy that we've exerted those past few days and how much we wanted to win. I think it shows through that. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it was just the noise. Um, you know, I, I tweeted the stars and stars TV saying that, you know, take, take the commentary off. Let us, you know, put the video up and let us hear how loud it was. Because being there, the noise was unreal. When you watch yeah. it back, it's even louder. Yeah. Um, and it's oh, the yeah. loudest it's been for God knows how many years in Dundee. Um, that's the loudest it's been. I mean, I still get chills. I'll still watch that game over and over yeah. again. I get chills. I remember the, like, it just, it will always be special to me, that game. And uh, honestly, the whole season. But that game yeah. in particular. When Dill scored that, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think I think some somebody I can't remember, I think it might be Mikey Kid, one of the fans, or or Sinke, had actually put it up with the Titanic theme tune. Yeah, and that made it even better. <laughs> you know, you've got the Titanic theme tune. No, no commentary, just the the, the sort of the empty net goal with the Titanic theme tune. Uh, and and for me, I've never seen an atmosphere like that. As I no. say, twenty years we've been yeah. following Dundee, and I've never seen an atmosphere like that. It was outrageous. Yeah. No, and especially the energy and like kind of how loud you guys are as a fan base. There's, I don't think I've ever played in front of that. And I played against like so many big, I played at North Dakota with 12,000 fans on their home opener. And I thought that was cool. 
but being in that the dia that game was substantially louder and, and more energy it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah so loudness going down to playoff weekend um the fans were were in good voice but obviously just came up a bit short you know what how, what was what was the game like you know for you obviously we're, we're sitting watching it you know guys there watching on tv and stuff you know what was it like for the team just it was it was obviously tough it was just kind of one of those games where um you know you just weren't getting your bounces early and they got that one and it kind of i think kind of open it kind of i don't know scared us a bit maybe like wow like this is actually going down and you know we're kind of behind and then mm-hmm. maybe we had a couple chances but honestly it just wasn't our best game. It wasn't, and it, it really shows the scoreboard. And it's hard to say that we really played that bad, but that team was really that good too. Like they, that's a that's a great hockey team that we played against, and they showed it. And I don't think they made any mistakes against us. And you know, it was um, it was definitely a really tough one to swallow. And being in the locker room, kind of just after the game, it was like it was definitely eye opening. And, and um, you know, it was a sad locker room for sure. Yeah. When, when you're up against guys like Besco and Go, who just, he plays in his head every single game. Well, he's There's never an off night too. for him. He, he takes up the whole night. I don't think I, I even saw any netting against him the whole time. And yeah. uh, no, he is a, um, he's an all-time goalie. And, you know, he, um, he deserves everything that he's, he's earned in yeah. his career for sure. Yeah. So, moving on. All comes up, and it's Denmark. Yeah. Denmark. How did that come, yeah. how did that come about? Yeah. It was, it was just something that, you know, I, I, I really want to travel and, and kind of see every league, and I am kind of want to move my way up. And, you know, just talking with my brother and, and everyone, they were just saying – they kind of gave me a couple leagues that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they were interested in for me. And um, my agent kind of – stumbled upon um um uh, i can't really say the name of Serdonsky, i'd hear you say i those and uh you know it was and it was one where you know i knew desi was signed there and yeah um and me and desi had a great relationship and we were good buddies so uh i was in talks with him a lot about it and uh you know i just think it was something that i couldn't turn down and um you know i think it was best for my career and um yeah, but you know, it was definitely a hard decision to leave uh, the IHL, but um, you know, hopefully it works out and you know, make my way back there some point and down the road. Yeah. Um, I assume you'll be taking your warm-up superstition with you to Denmark of uh, bumping into all the guys <laughs> and then the little spin-off Sonche and then the sprint to the blue line. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh <laughs> I'm going to have to tell the guys about that one, but maybe we'll miss the bump on Sanch, but you know, I'll definitely be running into the boys. But yeah. yeah, is that has is that it, always been a thing for you, or did um, it happen this year? I think it might have just happened. Honestly, I don't really. I like. I think kind of the summertime. I always forget what I do during warmups and like my oh. little mini superstitions. Like I kind of remember everything, but I think that one just kind of went about. I always usually skate to the blue line like that, but never yeah. did I like ever have that spin off. Or I don't think I really hit people in the boards, but. It it then it then started a superstition with me, because yeah. whenever I didn't watch it happen, we lost. <laughs> so then I had to make sure I was ready every time. To see it, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, 
Yeah, I've just sorry, I've just saw a tweet come up. So the stars yeah. have actually just announced Devin Daniels um, as our next signing. So I think it's another NCAA kid. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, uh, I'm Is not sure. Uh, there's none there at the moment. Um, let me quickly. Here, I can give it a find out. Yeah, he's going on elite prospects now, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, Charlie, we are so unprofessional on this. It's no, it's. I mean, it's breaking. We, news. we just tried um, to break it with you guys. Here we go. I got the video. Yeah, it's one of these things. You know, we just yeah. stop. Mercyhurst. Mercyhurst. He's coming oh, from Mercyhurst. We have another Mercyhurst guy that signed, right? I think there was another I one. I think so. Yeah. So that will uh, that will rings a bell. Yeah, rings down. a bell. But no, that's but awesome. Yeah, so, that's so yeah, um, another sign in, another import down. Um, yeah, I'm, we're still hopeful for Doro. <laughs> we're still we're still hoping for I'll that. I'll start getting um, to his ear a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. you've got to. Um, yeah. yeah, that and uh, obviously the big rumor has always been that Jackson Whistles meant to be the the netminder coming in. Uh, really? from Belfast yeah so yeah, that's, awesome. been, that's been the rumour all summer uh, all summer that's came out season. Um, there was actually the rumour as well that Jeff Mason may actually have brought Besko with him as really? his player assistant coach yeah that would that'd I mean be if all, you brought that goal over that, that that's that'd be, special yeah that would be special if that happened I think Besko's retired so yeah. I think as, as Junior says the rumour is that it could well be Jackson Whistle we're still hopeful for Doro we don't think it'll happen. There is still people still holding the candle out for Big Kyle. We don't think Kyle will happen, but he was a special guy to have looking after you. Oh, I can't thank that guy enough. Every time that he did, every time he fought was, um, you know, it was a show, and you know, he mostly fought for someone like uh, like someone like me. So uh, it makes it so much easier for me to play my game too. I, I don't think. Um, you know, people realize that, mm-hmm. you know, knowing him, you know, being behind me was, uh, you know, just kind of let me do anything I wanted to do out there. If I could run my mouth, but he, uh, you know, he <laughs> always had my back. And it yeah. really, does, he, what a special guy that guy was. And uh, it shows with how good he was with you guys and the fans and, you know, always tweeting and stuff. It might have gotten yeah. a little crazy at some points, but, you know, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. The, I'm going to put you on the spot here and I'm, I hope you – as an Im- from an impartial view, was it a bad hit on Boucher, or was it clean? Uh, I'm. It's hard to say it was a bad hit. I just think it was the the it's a hard hit. Maybe it was a hard hit, but he did. It was technically a bad hit, just because if you look at him get off, get out of the box. He probably took like 20 strides to get to Boucher there. Who I can still speak. imagine it in my head. I can still picture yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I can picture it, too. I was right there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? And uh, I don't know. It, it could go either way. But I just think it's just one of those things where it's, it's Kyle. You know, he had that reputation of kind of being yeah. that player. Yeah. Which, like I said, it could go either way. Yeah. yeah. Very, very rarely have Dundee being able to say that we had the toughest guy in the league. <laughs> I go yeah. back and watch the, I, I saw something on YouTube where it was like all of our fights and I go back and watch his fights all the time. Yeah. yeah. It was, you, uh, weren't, you, weren't, you weren't too bad with your own hands though when, when we dropped them down in Manchester. Oh yeah. The one against Fawcett. Well, the funny yeah. thing is about that is I know a lot of people that know him and apparently he owns a boxing gym or his dad owns a boxing gym back well, home. So okay. He's actually a boxer. So I'm just happy that he fell right away. 
I'm just happy the fight got down and he didn't actually get to punch me because that was yeah. that was special. But <laughs> never let it I'll never let it down to Mikey because he did jump Mikey down there after Mikey yeah, hit someone did. on the team. Yeah. And Mikey couldn't even get his gloves off. So I remember I remember I talked a lot of smack to Mikey about that and I don't think I'll ever <laughs> let that one down. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did think you, I did you not also fight Cardiff? I fought, yeah, yeah I fought Cox yeah. down the Yeah. I really wanted Crandall, but um, you know, I was running my mouth that whole game. I, I just wanted to fight one of one of their uh, kind of skilled guys. I was, it was one of those things where you're on a bus for 11 hours and you just they kind of uh, they were chirpy, and I never really got along with those guys. And I think Matt Register had a lot of lot to say about that. <laughs> I got it. I got a lot of. I got it pretty chippy, and I remember I just hit Cox, and you know it was actually I have a lot of respect for him because it was uh, you know he didn't need to do that, and um, you know I bet you he didn't want to because you know yeah. that's not the player he is. But uh, he just looked at me. He's like, "Okay, let's do this." And yeah, you know, after we tapped, we dabbed each other up and said, uh, "Thanks for that." And yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's not bad. You had, you had two fights last season, and you only had forty-four penalty minutes in the league. Yeah. So it's some going that. <laughs> usually, I mean, I think one year in jun- juniors, I had one fight in like eighty-eight penalty minutes. I just didn't get along with any of the refs. So <laughs> I kind of. Uh, Dumbed it down a bit to the refs and kind of try to make friends, especially with Toby. That was one guy that, you know, towards the beginning of the year, I was getting a lot of calls on me and uh, I just had to make sure that, you know, I was friends with Toby and not, uh, you know, (laughs) he he will go behind your back and he will, uh, he holds his grudges for sure. Oh, yeah. We know that. We know that. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, final message, Charlie, the Stars fans. Well, I remember telling this to Early that I would love to just give a final message just because I'm so bad at social media and posting. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, I definitely did think about this, but I just want to thank all the fans for, you know, such a special year for me, especially being my first year pro and just kind of, um, you know, just being there and, and making it such a warm and happy year, even through the COVID times. And, you know, I, I know everyone in the locker room, um, you know, is kind of saying the same thing, but um you know, Dundee's in such a great hands with Jeff, and uh, I can't wait to, uh, you know, watch their success they have. And, um, you know, I, I just can't say thank you enough. And all the kind words that I've read on Twitter about me leaving and just how happy everyone was for me, I just, you know, I can't say thank you enough. Yeah, We were also just very happy it wasn't Sheffield or Nottingham. <laughs> if, if there's, I kept saying it to Early, I was like, Early, if you're speaking to Charlie, tell him you can go Belfast, you can go Cardiff. Just yeah. don't go to Sheffield or not. I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could live with myself leaving uh, leaving Dundee and going to a bigger club right away. So the, it's it's the only it's other other than Glasgow, um, they are the only two clubs that we feel are the most entitled clubs in the league. Yeah. Belfast and Cardiff have worked to get to where they are, but Sheffield and Nottingham fans and management think it should just come naturally to them that they win everything. Yeah, um, I hope so you guys always think I'll ever play for Glasgow. By the way, I don't think I could definitely do that one. Or five for the number one two that are. Uh, that's 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 good to hear, and and we'll hold yeah. you to it if you ever do. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I just hope I'm not one of those guys that you guys are chirping during warmups. We will. Morning. We <laughs> certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, no. I'll sit if I ever do come back. I will sit right there and 
if I'm not with Dundee, obviously, but I will sit right next to the bench and just let you guys give it to me. I, I will definitely try to give it back. But no, um, Joe, you thank us. Um, we need to thank you. It was, yeah. I said it to you when I was messaging you, um, one hell of a player. Um, it's one of the best players we've had in God knows how many years um, yeah. at the Stars, just for, for natural talent um, and for the laughs you gave us on on the, the Stars TV um in the heart, but you, we always say it. We don't care if if we lose games, as long as as long as the team put the effort in and they play for the logo in the front rather than the name on the back, then you know you'll you'll go down as a stars legend. And certainly, I think you're already a stars legend after one year. So yeah. every fan would take you back in a heartbeat. Yeah, well, thank you very much for that. It really means a lot, and you know that's something that you know I'll always remember too. Is is kind of just the friendships, you know, we've made yeah. and. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, we'd like to thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, obviously, try and organise these around um, Central Time, and we, we've been speaking to Doro about Mountain Time. I didn't even know Mountain Time was a thing. Um, Neither Central Pacific yeah. and Eastern, but yeah, that's a thing. Mountain Time. So yeah. Mountain Time. Yeah. Doro's on Mountain Time. He's maybe he's maybe just a mountain man. Maybe he's yeah, the probably just, it's probably just Eldoro Loco time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but again, thank you very much for coming on. It's much appreciated. Oh, of um, the fans are going to absolutely love hearing from you, and we wish you nothing but the best in yeah. Denmark next season. Um, we'll certainly be looking out for it. See how you go definitely. on. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And to the viewers, um, we will be back in. A couple of weeks' time. A couple of weeks. I think we may have Kyle on. next. I think we may. Oh, have I gave it away? Yeah, you gave it away, Larzo. Um, <laughs> unprofessionalism <laughs> to the heavens. Uh, yeah, Kyle is meant to be next. Um, so yeah, uh, Mr. Hash, and we're going to try and get some information out of him about what's happening. But, so if um, you get if you get Doro on, make sure to ask him about the cappuccino donuts from uh, Clark's Clark's Bakery. Yeah, Clark's best best yeah. thing in Dundee. No, I'm making a note of that now. We have to close to it. Cappuccino donuts, we lived way too close. <laughs> Perfect. And so, yeah, from me, goodbye. And yep. um, we will speak to you all soon. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. All right. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you very much. Cheers. Right.